quick shots, James and Mitch. We are back, and hopefully, I think we've successfully uploaded this week's podcast, Mitch. It looks <laughs> like it's it's now live. Um, I guess congratulations to us. Yeah, yeah the uh, the children can be left at home alone. They reckon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was it was certainly out later than we <laughs> yeah. had intended. So, t- anyway, t- uh, let's get into it. Um, I'm going to give you two questions here today, Mitch, because yep. you're a guest, and um, I c- I can do that because it's my podcast. <laughs> so Paul is going to kick us off, and I I, I like this one. Now, I don't mm. even know if we've been asked this. Mm. He would like to know what we think about Darwin. As a investment proposition, as an investment proposition. So yeah, look, I think um, Darwin might suit certain investment strategies. For us, we follow population and jobs, and Darwin just probably doesn't tick the box on the population growth um, from a net interstate migration as well as international migration. And there's just probably not enough jobs in Darwin to sustain that population growth. So for us, we sort of steer clear for Darwin. Not to say that you can't make money there, like quite good yielding properties and a wonderful place to visit. So that's the sort of snapshot on Darwin from my view. Uh, generally renowned as like a, a regional area, hey, and, yeah. and I guess regional areas you do get a much better rental growth and cash flow. Do, yeah, not not as good on, on growth. No, so, and, and so to your point, that comes down to your strategy, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. You know, some people might prefer that type of volatility and and sort of can pick and pick the tops and bottoms of the market, but uh, not for me. Uh, Daniel has written in James and wants to know whether he should invest in high value or low value properties. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball in here, Daniel, and I'm I'm gonna say middle. I'm gonna say middle because, and the reason I say that is, um, high value properties, um, they do really well from a growth point of view. Mm. Uh, the issue is cash flow, and what I mean by that is because it's high value, you've normally got a high rental amount as well. Yeah, and so you've just got such a you know pe- people generally work out what they can pay as a rent as a percentage of their income. And so, you know, put, let's, you know, say, say you're in Sydney and, and you had a, you know, a, a through, a, let's say a $2 million home and, and you've really got to rent that home for more than $1,000 a week. And there's just not a lot of renters and, and, and tenants in that pool who could afford that. So as a result, you end up with a, a higher vacancy rate, generally mm. lower yield in the first place. And, you know, typically those higher value homes can have reasonably decent maintenance as well. So so that's the high end. And then the low end, uh, again, generally they're like your older um, properties sort of bargains. They, they can be a bit of a cash flow killer as well. So I find the middle is, is probably the best place for you to go. It's going to be more... Um, more capable of building a portfolio, more reliable from a cash flow point of view, and and typically has been the more stable market for growth. You know, the the high and low end, you get big ups in, in values and then big big volatility down the other way. So, mm. Daniel, the middle is is I think the best answer to that one. And then I'll I'll let you finish here with uh, Sundara mm. wants to know. Uh, I'm not sure. I do apologise, Sundara. He or she. Uh, has written in saying that a couple of years back I bought a 30-year-old property and I've been listening to the podcast realising that new property uh, is probably a better way to go. Should I look at selling my 30-year-old property as it is 
starting to cost a little bit from a maintenance point of view? Yeah, so great question, Sundar. And I guess the first point I'd make on that is it is very expensive to, you know, buy and sell properties. You incur costs that you aren't able to recover, such as stamp duty when you're buying in. And then when you're selling, you've obviously got to pay an agent, um, you know, and, and capital gains as well if that's applicable. So that's the first point I make. However, I would go as far to say, though, to your point on maintenance costs and cash flow, if that property is prohibiting you from continuing to buy other properties, and a 30-year-old property may do that because you don't have the depreciation you get from a new property, you also might have higher maintenance costs. So if it's becoming a burden on your cash flow, then it's certainly worth considering if it can free up some some cash flow and borrowing capacity and allow you to maybe get into a property that's going to get you to the next one. So that'd be my um, my two cents on that. But I think hold it if you can, uh, as, long, you know, as long as it's not prohibiting you from buying other properties. Very good. Mitch, as always, great to have you on. Have you, have you sorted out your Secret Santa yet? No, I haven't. I'm always stumped on Secret Santa whether to go a genuine serious present or go down like the funny joke route. And, and it often comes down to who you've got. So Depends I'm sort of, you know, trying to, trying to consider that at the moment. H- how about you, James? I'm doing my Christmas shopping this weekend and we've Ooh. got a, a real funny um, system with my family this year where mm. we're doing like a swap. So you, you, it's a secret Santa, but you can steal people's yeah, I like that. Um, gifts. I so that's thrown that me as well, whether to go serious or... Anyway, to, uh, I'll report back next week. Yeah. But uh, great, great to have you on, Mitch. Thanks, Thanks for having again. Me. No problems. And guys, we'll, we will see you next week. And as always, love to hear from you. If you've got any questions, please send them through. Have a great weekend. See you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is thedoubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is thedoubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.